0: Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Rob, and you're listening to my podcast. Welcome to Agitate. Today, I welcome Helen Warner to the podcast. Helen is a fine art photographer and filmmaker. Her first short film, Pollen, won Best Cinematography at the Discover Film London Festival back in 2016. She has recently completed work on her second short, Stigma. Please welcome Helen Warner.
1: This road, I wish it was like further from the road sometimes, but it's
0: not too bad. Or the cats.
1: The cats are really street savvy. So, as soon Good. as they hear a car around this area, they just bolt. Good. So, the way. is <laughs> that way, because that way there's loads of gardens and yeah. stuff. So, but yeah, it's not ideal. I'd like to live more outside now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe we should just start here. Sure. <laughs> Because we're going to go on this wide tangent of conversation. So that's great. I'm here with Helen Warner, and uh, we're going to talk about film and photography and all sorts of stuff. Hi, Helen.
1: Hi. Hi, Rob.
0: <laughs> so it's been this has been a few years in the making to get together to have a coffee. I know,
1: it has. I know. It's just. Um, yeah, I'm not the best sometimes. At meeting You're a busy,
0: that. busy person.
1: Well, I'm, I'm actually not that busy, to be honest, like. That's what I'm saying about branding. Maybe that answer to that should be like, I'm super busy. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you've you've just done a festival circuit sort of thing with yeah. your last film.
1: Well, it's still ongoing. It's the the film is still and um, it's festival run. It screens in Dublin on I think it's the 20th of February, and another London festival called Shorts on Tap. Uh, which is quite a good festival, and it's one, it's a fe- and also a festival in Cannes, which is not the Cannes festival, but it's called Diversity in Cannes. And it's like a female. Does it run alongside of, of Cannes? Yeah, it's like it's at the same time, and it's kind like, of cool. like a female festival with a lot of female filmmakers Great. and stuff. So you might get a little bit of. Overlap. Yeah, well, maybe. People yeah. looking for
0: independent stuff, short stuff. Yeah, Get away yeah. from the mainstream.
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah. And it's in Berlin as well. Um It's also in Berlin in a festival that runs alongside the Berlinale. Um, but it, it's kind of annoying. It's like, I'm not in the Berlinale. I'm on a little <laughs> sidetrack thing. But it's fine. You know, the, the more festivals it gets into, yeah. the better, you know, because it's so hard to... It's
0: hard to actually see shorts, you know? Yep. Uh, we did a thing probably 2005
1: mm-hmm. at
0: Toronto, yeah. at the Toronto Film Festival. Cool. We we rented Adam McGowan's uh, right. bar. Right. And in the back, he has his own theater.
1: Oh, right. Great. So
0: we just, that's actually what we did. We rented yeah. a, a shorts, uh, HD shorts film yeah. festival on our right. own. And, yeah, and it got cool. we got great response, like yeah. great response.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. It's good, like little initiatives like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And for very little marketing too, like when it yeah. comes to like promoting a festival. Yes. yes. Pretty amazed.
1: I know. Well, the festival, the submissions can be quite expensive. You see, when it's like the kind of the big ones, yeah. so they have a lot of financial backing from filmmakers. From yeah, you know, because it can go up to about eighty eighty dollars sometimes to put a short film in when really a short film you know the budget is quite limited really would have been eighty dollars i know (laughs) exactly yeah i know so it's a hard one for short films then obviously when you get into features you have um more money allocated for all of that you know yeah
0: Um, so you grew up in belfast
1: no, well, I was actually born in a little village called Cranley in Surrey, in South England. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, my mother is from Belfast, born and bred. She was um, a nurse in the army, so she was um, positioned, if you like, in this uh, army base called Tidworth, and then she went and met my father, who was a pilot and basically wow yeah so it's a movie uh, on its own. yeah I know it is, <laughs> it is isn't it I know sounds so glamorous um, and he got headhunted to be a test pilot for Airbus in the south of France mm-hmm. so near Toulouse. Um, so when I was five well, I was about half four, four and a half five they upsticked, you know moved to the south of France. With me and my brother, obviously. Um, and yeah, so I was I was raised in the south of France. Wow.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when did you come back?
1: So I well I came up against the horrible French baccalaureate, which is like it's sort of like the equivalent of A levels, and it's um it's not really like A levels because you can't choose your subjects, so you have to do a lot of science-based subjects. And I was always so full of maps. Yeah. So I actually walked and went to college in Guildford in the south of England. And then when it came to choosing the UCAS thing, I'd never even been to Belfast, but I was like, you know, I'll try Belfast. And then I arrived. I sort of thought Belfast would be this kind of folky, (laughs) with like loads of people playing violin and everything. And when I arrived... I arrived around July and I was just like, Oh shit. <laughs> what have I done? You know, what year was this? This was in 2000. Yeah. So yeah. But then I made his friends and.
0: So it was, it was open after. What, yeah. 99. Right. Probably.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I lived in Berlin for a year, um, with my neighbor, actually with D hex and, I am Campbell. Um, so yeah, yeah so
0: so you went to school to university
1: yeah Yeah. I went to so I did my levels in Guildford, got those in a year just to bypass the baccalaureate nightmare and then I got a place in Queen's University and I did like sociology anthropology I didn't really know I wish someone had told me you can go to art college I didn't really know about art college because it works in a very different way Um, and so yeah and then I did a master's in uh, film. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, go. yeah, But it was all... At theory. Queens. Yeah, Queens. Yeah. But it was all very theoretical. It was writing and, you know.
0: So you have a great grounding <laughs> for filmmaking.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, at the time, I kind of did it to buy my time. I was like, right, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know. I sort of knew at the time what I wanted to do. I wanted to... Because I've always taken pictures, anyway. You know, I've always been, uh, been into photography and film, and but it's just, it was just a confidence thing. I never thought, you know, I can go out and create, do this. Yeah, yeah. So I was really with the way the French system works. I was very adamant that I needed to achieve this sort of degree, this academic degree. Mm-hmm. To be, you know, um, a person like a proper, per- a proper adult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I got out of it, I was just like, oh god. And I did a few little jobs, and I was just like,
0: jobs like photography jobs
1: or no? I I was a production assistant on a BBC oh. drama. I hated it. There. I mean, I was a runner, you know. Like, yeah. Um, and then I worked for this guy in like this place called NVTV. I don't know if you've heard of this, but I don't know if it's still going on actually. Um, and then I just, um, then I actually moved into this cottage um, with an ex-partner and he was making films. And I was sort of like, wow, this is cool. And, and he asked me to storyboard to do like a, um, a photography storyboard, if you like, mm-hmm. of his idea, and that's when I was like, "Oh, I can like, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have the confidence to make a film, but I felt like, oh, I could sort of tell a story with my camp with a still, or yeah. do you know what I mean? And then I was so freaked out living. It was at this little like 300-year-old cottage. In Lady Dixon's Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's the lock keepers. It's a little one that's down a winding road. Didn't it? Yeah. Do you know it? Yeah. I
0: think so, yeah. Yeah. And it was
1: really creepy. You know, it was, <laughs> honestly, it was so creepy. And I, I used to be so scared at night. And I had all that, a lot of lucid dreams. And I used to wake up just, it was nightmarish. I think it was because I was so afraid of living there. Yeah. And just, then I just started doing these pictures, you know, just going out and started off in Lady Dixon's and just, I didn't really know what I was doing, but you know, yeah. Wow. I know.
0: So from PA (coughs) storyboarding. Yeah. You got into your own photography.
1: Yeah. Developing that. In Berlin, like before that, I, I, you know, I have a lot of, of, of work. If you like the, I've never put online in Berlin. I did a lot of photography, uh, but it's very different to the later stuff, you know, but it's, sometimes I revisit it and I'm like, ah, it's really good. You know, it was all black and white. And
0: do you ever show it?
1: No, I've never showed it, but is, good it, stuff is it
0: silver too. or digital?
1: Oh no, it's all digital. Yeah. I'm, um, I have done some work with film and stuff, but I'm so like, I'm really not a very techie person.
0: Even though you did Queen's film, <laughs>
1: yeah, but in Queen's film, all we, we watched um, experimental, avant-garde, old like Russian filmmakers stuff. Yeah. It was very theoretical. You know, it was so it, we didn't ever make a film or learn how to use a camera or, well, this is it was a disappointment at the time because they advertised the course as fifty percent theoretical and fifty percent like, you know, filmmaking, like maybe you'd make a little film or you'd learn how to use a camera. But when we arrived, it was just me and another girl, because this is back in 2006 or something. Or, yeah. And it, then they kind of said, look, you know, we don't have the facilities to do the technical <laughs> we stuff. We got you so, here in hell,
0: but... Uh... Yeah,
1: so the Masters in Film, basically the Masters in the Film was like you had to write this kind of like, you know, 40,000-word essay on all your research. You know, it was very theoretical. Jeez. And it was very hard. I think it didn't serve me well, but it was um, a chore. You know, academia has always been a chore for me. I I didn't fail at it, but I knew that (laughs) I, I wanted to be making the stuff. Do you know what I mean? I didn't want to be... Reading about or yeah, you know
0: researching yeah. forever, no, that's and not And never what actually produce something. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just it takes a while. I mean, I was a late starter with the whole. You know, I see kids now, and they're like twenty or even not like eighteen, and they've made music videos and they have so it's crazy. much. Yeah, it's crazy. I only got the on their phone. On their phone
0: in an hour.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know it's, it's
0: it's insane. It's a
1: different ballgame. In a way, it's like God. You know, they're up against so many people, and yeah, it's a huge pull of like content, if you like. Um, but it's great to start so young because you know your style will really mature. And
0: well, you definitely have a style.
1: Well, I don't know where it came from because, well, I, yeah, I think it honestly came from being totally freaked out (laughs) like a spooky yeah Lady
0: Dixon give it to Lady Lady Dixon yeah I think so
1: yeah I don't know where that style
0: did you have prowlers there or something or what do you mean prowlers like people wandering around at night in the park like close to where you were
1: no there was nothing um, there was nothing to justify the fear (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean it was all in in my head kind of thing you know
0: how long were you there for?
1: For about two years. Wow. Yeah. You stuck it out. Yeah, yeah, I stuck it out. And then my partner stayed on there for like another five years or something. Wow. Um with our dogs. Before so, he got freaked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know what it became too much for him as well?
0: Yeah. There's this a bit isolation. Do you know it? what?
1: It's not even it's not even that isolated. Uh, it does feel quite, it just feels, it's just next to a cemetery. And apparently, there's ghost hunter teams that go around there because apparently it's one of the most haunted areas in Belfast. I don't know if that's true or what, but it had a vibe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it had a vibe. And, and I, so I don't know where the style came from. You know, it just kind of happened. So you finish.
0: You finish university, you strike out. You start doing stills projects.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is so. I finished university in two thousand, yeah, six or seven, and then, then I was kind of like, what am I going to do? You know, and then I kind of, then I was in the cottage, and then I started doing storyboarding and yeah. for for your partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and did,
0: what was his style like? Did you, were you mimicking his style to create Yay. these storyboards or were you actually putting the style into the images well, and the, he was reflecting on?
1: Yeah. It? Well, the film he was making at the time was actually my script. Oh yeah. So it's called hold your breath. So was, um, so he wanted to make something like, a, you know, like horror. He's very, um, is this a feature? No, it's a short, it's a oh, short, okay. um, the script was changed a lot they were all trying this is in the early days where Brian Faulkner who is the producer who's a friend as well of um, Chris Bowers he produced that this is when he was in his early days of starting to produce films and and um, yeah and I wrote this script uh, that was kind of psychological Mm -hmm. and it had no dialogue in it and it was basically like a fever dream you know um, yes. It was a fever dream and it was just really, and then they were all going by the rules, you know, so all the the guys that were making this movie, they were like, no, you know, the script needs an arc, arc and it needs dialogue. And so, the, the you know, the script kind of like slowly just disintegrated in this very by the book
0: yeah. kind of
1: horror you know so, paint by numbers fine. sort of
0: thing sorry paint by numbers like yeah it just wasn't at all how I
1: would seen it you know Um but it was good nonetheless even at that time at that time I never thought oh I could do a film you know Um but it was fun to just see how they put it all together and do you know what I mean anyway yeah. to be kind of alongside that yeah mm, so yeah
0: so you finished the film and then <laughs> You just keep shooting and shooting and shooting, doing more stills. And yeah, stills doing and more stills.
1: stills. I are you I, showing
0: at this time? You, you, when when was your first exhibition?
1: First exhibition. God, my first exhibition was actually in Belfast. It was in uh, for Culture Night in the Black Box. Um, that was that was a while ago, um, and then I've had exhibitions, got a fair amount, like in Paris and uh, one big one in London it was the first kind of big one I had to do. Um, it was a bit of a disaster though, because you see, I, I, you know, um, I didn't, I, am not a business head at all. Mm-hmm. So we had this show in London and there was this big photographer who's kind of well known. And now I can't remember his name, but he does these huge collages of all these bodies they are really cool. So he arrives and he's just so cool. And there's all the lingo and, everything, um, all the prints are up for sale, including mine, which I thought were completely overpriced and a buyer, um, was interested, but he looked on my website and I had an an average price of my prints, which was nothing like these London prices. And obviously I didn't make the sale because, they were like, you know. So I'm a total. I've done like uh, book covers and exhibition, and I've been quite lucky with print sales and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, but from my own, do you know, it's just with private people emailing yeah. me direct. Private collectors, yeah. Or well, whether or not they're even collectors, I don't know. You know, but um, a lot of people have told me, you know, you should really go to London and start fashion photography. But it's just. Do you know what I mean? I think I think what puts me off is, like, working with a team. And I like to get to a location with a bag full of random stuff. <laughs> and I, like, I don't want any lighting. I don't want anyone to help me. I just want someone to be put into a situation and for it all to kind of happen. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't like showing what I'm doing along the way. And it's all the, do you know what I mean? I kind of feel like I've always winged it.
0: Just <laughs> real sort of ambient. Yeah. You know,
1: like yeah. I never, you know, yeah, it's just me and another person or a couple other people. And what happens happens. And I'm yeah. there to report it. It's 50% chance. Do you know what I mean? I'm a huge believer in leaving you know, it happens or it doesn't sort of thing. You know, when yeah. it happens, it's not entirely in your control, if you like.
0: That's, that's. I mean, you can totally see how fashion wouldn't be. Yeah. Because you've got a client.
1: Yeah. And you need yeah. to
0: sell their product.
1: And, exactly. And, yeah. yeah. I know. I, mean, I don't I want to
0: show your product. I want, I, want, <laughs> yeah. I want the model under the water.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know.
0: That's not working for us. Helen. I mean, I
1: could do it as a money making thing, but I don't know. I just don't, I'm not interested really. Yeah.
0: If you don't have to.
1: I don't have to. Yeah. So So, i just kind of, you know, right now it's, um, just want to make another film and yeah, you know, yeah.
0: So your first film. So when was your first film? Was that Pollen or did you have something previous to that
1: no so my first film was pollen so pollen you, was, didn't, you didn't
0: do any experiments on your own or no, goofing no. around with editing or nothing just threw yourself in and decided so, yeah. to make a- so
1: basically what happened is uh this guy well so a lot of people have always said to me oh you should make a movie you know you're still seem like maybe like the you know the kind of turning point of a film or And I was always like, oh, God, when I started thinking of film ideas, I was like, it was just all too random. (laughs) I was like, "Um, I can't really do this. It always takes me someone to kind of, you know, I suppose that's how life happens. Like, just someone tells you something and you're like, oh, yeah, I can do this. So this guy called John Beer, who's also a filmmaker um, and a a photographer, he does a lot of work. And he, I bumped into him once on the Ormere Road, and he was said to me, Helen, we're all waiting for you to make a film. But he was like... I know, and Who's I was you? like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah, what he meant is like, you know, they were running out of orbit. So he works for Out of Orbit. Uh-huh. So this is Brian Faulkner's production company. So it took him to say that, and I was like, oh, they are actually real film people, you know. So then I was like, right, I'm going to do this. And then I came up with the idea for Pollen. And we just went out and, well, I went, you know, I found the locations and, and photographed the locations and all that. But, yeah, we didn't even have a script. I just had a, a story, not even, yeah, I had a storyboard. A visual storyboard of and images? a shot list. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we just went, me... Connor, who is a camera operator and a cinematographer and my neighbor and friend D and her boyfriend is called Tom and Claire Faulkner, who's Brian's sister. So it was just the five of us and uh, we just shot it the day down in Newcastle or it was, um, so it's, um, Tyrella. Torella. So, so there's the big Tyrella beach. It's not that one. It's, there's a little road called Miners Minor Miners Town Road or something. Mm-hmm. And you can drive down onto it. Oh yeah. It's a yeah, smaller yeah, 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 yeah. and I love that
0: beach. Olivia's uncle used to live.
1: Like <laughs> really
0: just off that road. Down there. I love
1: that area. It's my lucky stretch, I call it. Mm. Um it just has a light quality that's yeah. just spot on, you know. Uh so we got down, I wanted to start shooting at like five a.m. I'm very particular about what time, like yeah. You know, I didn't want any midday. You know, so we start so we left and we got there from five a.m. We did our first shot, um, and then we actually stopped shooting at about nine because the tide comes in mm-hmm. and so it was such an easy shoot because we arrived at 5 a.m got our first half done stopped whilst the sun was doing its crazy stuff and then we picked up again at about four or something and did the second part and then it was done wow by sunset wow yeah it was great it's the best way to work you know you've got now you <laughs> It was very different to how Stigma was shot, you know. Stigma was a full crew and lots of was, actors. We just went to the beach and had a good time, you know. Yeah. Um it was great. And it was I was hoping for an overcast day, which for is pollen. not for, for pollen. pollen. Yeah. Which is not um, you know, it's the norm really in Northern Ireland, isn't it? but when on the day it was blue skies throughout throughout the country Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like shit you know this is going to be this is going to look terrible and everything but since we were starting so early it kind of and also we used big panels of um, you know sort of like white filters just to break break the glare up yep Um, and I think that it was full sun but that we shot very early And then into Dusk. It kind of gave the film a nice surreal quality or something, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I love pollen. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Stigma, I'm like, oh, it feels a bit... Heavier? It's a bit jar. It's a bit... I I find it a little bit hard to watch still. Yeah. But it's... People have enjoyed it. Basically, a lot of people said um you know this is a bit too weird, you know, stigma. I know I got a lot of this uh, you know you have to um, it's not really telling the story. How, who's 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 I making these
0: comments that I
1: lot yeah. Well basically I don't know where this
0: podcast is gonna
1: go but I think in I think people are a bit scared of um, experiments and but that's like, it's your
0: vision. This is your piece of work. This, you, yeah. this is your interpretation of. Yeah, your, you're putting it out there. Yeah, you know? I know. I appreciate your suggestions and your yeah. critiques. But this is the way I saw it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it, and if I wasn't happy with it, I wouldn't publish it. You yeah. wouldn't see it.
1: Yeah, I was happy with it. I think the amount of opinions that went on to it kind of killed my buzz a bit. Do you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, so my buzz was really killed, and I was like, oh, you know, and when I started um, the festival run and putting it into different festivals, my hopes were, like, really not very high. I was kind of like, oh, this isn't really going to... Yeah, I was kind of dampened by all the opinions about it. Um, And then, thankfully, what has gave me a real boost is... Um, the court film festival programmers, you know, they've totally got my back. Um, they, and they loved it, you know, they right. really, really liked it. And I was like, right. Okay. So I wasn't wrong about this, you know? Yeah. It's, it's such a long process. And so many people are involved in making even like a 10 minute short film that you're constantly getting a lot of opinions and it's, it's not, you know, it's so different to, photography You've got full control.
0: Or... Yeah, but that's—I mean—that's your role as as director, right? It's your vision, Absolutely. and, and yeah. you know, it's it's quality in you to be steadfast. Yeah, in, yeah, in your script and and, mm-hmm. and your vision and. Yeah, you know, when the makeup girl comes over <laughs> tries to water it down with, you know, some crazy makeup or like yeah. no, 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 natural, natural I know, like, way back. Pull I this know. way back.
1: <laughs> I know the makeup girl god lover. She um
0: uh, <laughs> I didn't mean like it no, was specific.
1: <laughs> I know I had to fight my corner because a lot of people wanted to light they wanted to light the final scene, you know, when they all walk down yeah. at night. So they wanted to light the beach. And I was like, no, 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 we don't need it. And they're kind of like, I think it's also um yeah, it's this kind of rule, you know, that you have to really see everything. And no. But I like the stories in the shadows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um we had an argument, not an argument with my um cameraman. And he'd set up. There's sort of like confessions throughout the film, you know, confessions. Basic, they're supposed to be police interviews, but I didn't want to show a policeman or. Is that the window light? Yeah, man? yeah. So he'd done like this three-point lighting, and I was like, "Trust me, it's not. You know, we just want like one, because then you know these characters are flawed, and you want the yeah. the shadow, and but I don't know. You won. Oh, yeah. Oh, I always you get what I want at the end. <laughs> but I have to try and diplomatically kind yeah. of move Explain it towards it a lot of explaining. Yeah, exactly. So it's, um, yeah, it's kind of like you've got this vision, but you're on a... So you've got this point of arrival and you're on this kind of riggedy little ship or something and no one really knows how to sail the ship. And you kind of have to keep everyone yeah. moving in the direction you want to, because also and but also be open to other people's suggestions. And you can't be too close minded. Yeah.
0: You, know? you need to be able to visualize. collaboration.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: as so often it's visualization it's so often that creative people you find a creative person who's not visual
1: a lot of like, directors yeah who, who
0: just i need to see that well, yeah no 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 close your eyes yeah put yourselves there and imagine the light coming in from the one side
1: yeah yeah or, yeah
0: you know imagine this pink
1: yeah or, yeah you know, yeah
0: imagine a tree behind her hmm
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: No, I need to see that. Well, we can do that, but you know, it'll be another hour, <laughs> yeah, you know, to do all this, and we're going to have to come back and. I... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's, yeah, it's a tricky. I, one. I don't think,
0: per- personally, I mm-hmm. don't think a single project goes by that you, you you don't come up against that.
1: I think it's just good. Yeah, it's just a, it's just the way it is. You come up against when you're working with a team, you know, because everyone is. And it's justified. Everyone has to have a say if you're collaborating. Mm-hmm. You can't shut people down, but But, you have but, to, you, <laughs> but yeah,
0: there's, you know, there's that pyramid though and you're at the top of the pyramid and they need to realize that yeah you're at the very top you can see everything coming mm. together whereas yeah. they're you know over here and they're only seeing this part
1: yeah 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 don't
0: don't worry trust me
1: yeah I, yeah
0: i'm the communicator i will yeah i will see what you're doing mm-hmm. and i will make sure that person a and person b and person yeah. c's
1: roles are all integrated with what you're doing don't worry i know yeah it's the only person that actually said that um, was um, the actress who played the woman that's like on the beach at oh, yeah. the end. And she was like, I don't understand what's happening, but I trust that you do. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah." Just and she's be a not swat. part of the career. She's never been in a film. And she kind of got it. You know, she's like, I really trust what you're doing, but I don't have a clue what's happening. And, you know, yeah. It worked out. It all worked out. It, all, it always does. <laughs> It always does. I think I'm so polite as well. And, you know, I, I don't like, I don't particularly like confrontation. I can handle it. But so I'm not saying that people walk all over me because I'll I'll quietly get what I want, you know, but just, yeah, I don't know if I was a man, if I would have to battle so much sometimes. I don't know. You think? Well, I had to. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because then, not forgetting that after the film is shot, you have to work with an editor and a grader, and, and yeah. And I'm the first time that. Well, you know, I'm starting out. You know, in the film business world or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. Don't know.
0: Do you think that? Is it gender thing or do you think that's a technical thing? Like maybe you don't know color grading, maybe you don't know editing and you need to rely on that person to see,
1: to have their
0: input so that you can, you know, interpret it. It was more
1: like, well, it was, it, it would have been nice if it was a conversation, but it was a lot of like, no, you can't do that. So you can't stay on this person for this amount of time or, and I knew that, that's what it needed, you know? Yeah. It wasn't this cutty. And grading, I kind of have... I know what I want because of doing photography yeah. and the look that I'm after, you know? Um. But, yeah, you just, you know... I don't know. It's egos are... Egos are, are being juggled quite... I always say I just want what's best for the film. Do you know what I mean? For sure. I, I don't really... I'm not really, it's not my ego. I just want the film to be right, you know. But it's, yeah, it's, a, it's quite stressful, actually, the whole filmmaking thing with the full crew. Yeah. But it went, the, the shoot went really well, though. We were so lucky. So how long did that one take to shoot? Two days. Two days. Yeah. So it. Because you had um, so
0: many actors, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, originally we were going to do it, in, it would have been better to do it in three days, I think, just to have a bit more, because obviously we're working with, um you know, the weather. So, you know, on the first day we had to get everything done to be on the beach at the right time when it was just dusk was sort of happening. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty crammed shoot, if you like. Where'd you shoot that? Um, the same beach. Same beach? Um, no, we shot that. There's a little church, um, on that stretch. Uh, it's a tiny old little church. And it's the beach across from it. So it's like a small bay. I don't think, even think it has a name, actually. Yeah. Near and Saint did you shoot your interiors at that church? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Great. Yeah, I'd found... Um, I'd shot a photograph at this place called, called St. John's Point. in And Ar- um, it's just off Tyrella. It's at the point and there's a lighthouse there and it's like a really old lighthouse and it's got like a little village. It's actually until recently was the last lighthouse to still be working on mercury Wow! in the entire country. Wow. And I know, and it had also the only place to have a live in um, lighthouse keeper really? and he was called Harry and he passed away last year. Aww. So he was there during the shoot and everything. And he was like 85, but still growing up. The lighthouse to make sure, you know, so it had this real vibe, you know, it's really cool.
0: Wow!
1: Yeah. So you kept
0: it all to one location. (laughs) Yeah. Two days.
1: Well, it was so the church and then basically nothing was more than like five minutes in the car. So there's the church scene, the beaches across it. So we did all that on the first day, including the fight, the finale kind of scene. And then on the next day, we're at the lighthouse village with um, cause they have cottages that are now like, um, Airbnb cottages. I, was, I just was imagining you were going to stick. I know. <laughs> I know. So you can actually stay there. Oh. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but for us, it was okay because we were able to rent out this cottage for a night and we had a kitchen for the crew. Did you guys stay there overnight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Well, we paid, you know, as you would to just, and I also rented an Airbnb um, in glass for the crew as well for the first day, just for one night. So it's so cheap, you know, um, up there. Um, So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, in two days and, it went so well, you know, we were really lucky with the weather. and. Did you end up lighting anything? So we used, obviously for the confession ones, we did have a light outside of the window to kind of like just a white. I'm always like, please, no warm, no warm to keep yeah. it white. Uh, so we had one small, one of those little round ones, you know, I don't know what they're called. But. <laughs> and then in the church, we had the same one. Just yeah. to kind of, for certain shots, to give it a little bit of help, you know. Yeah. But that's it. Wow. That's yeah. That's great. Oh,
0: yeah. Move so fast from one shot to the next.
1: Yeah. Not yeah. having
0: to worry about all the lighting. Oh, all.
1: yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I think lighting is often like a, a kills something, you know, when it's overdone. It really does. I, 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 it's kind of like the difference between what I would see as cinema <laughs> And then more like a TV lighting, which is, goes by the yeah. rules like three point, and you have to see everything. And I just, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me at yeah. all. Mm.
0: Yeah, it comes across for me mm. when when I'm shooting, you know, a client's <laughs> clients' work and mm. going on location, and you're trying yeah. to, you know, highlight their product. Yeah. And so the easiest way to highlight it is to light it. Of course. And as soon as you start lighting on location and it's just
1: you need start looking artif-
0: artificial and yeah, you know, boy, I'd just like to be able to dial it back a bit and maybe do yeah. something in post to, to make, make, to make it. it snap a bit. Yeah. Then to have it overlit or, mm. or not even overlit, just lit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
0: That's talking the client into
1: it. Yeah. If it's the commercial work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. There's nothing like just like
0: this guy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's another thing. You know, I get with the studio mm. people coming in to rent the studio, and yeah, you know, the first thing off, ninety percent of everybody's lips is, do you have lights? Yeah. Do you have lights? Do you have lights? Yeah, yeah. Well, come take a look at the studio yeah. first. Yeah,
1: yeah. See what these,
0: the potential is. You have seven four by six windows. southwest facing yeah. windows it just lights up the room
1: yeah yeah and, yeah
0: you know you have curtains that you can pull down on each one and you can mm-hmm. you know create dappled light through yeah. the space and mm-hmm. and i've shown i've shown people you know samples of ambient lit stuff in the studio and and how quickly you can work, you know, as you know, oh, you know, yeah. by not having to light things, by yeah. just using the ambient light. Absolutely. Just move from shot to shot to shot. Yeah. It's
1: crazy. And like I've done outside stuff uh, at night, you know, where well say at, at night you need something. Not all ta- all the time, but... And just these little portable LED lights and put a filter on them and just one, you know. Yeah. And it just, if you go into like a forest, it night. And you have a character or something, and you just sell a tape this one, yeah. you know, soft little little white lead onto a tree or something. Yeah. It just
0: an iPhone. You know, oh, yeah, an iPhone to yeah
1: like, totally. Yeah. You know, I started um I my mother had this garage in France and it was just like this perfect setup because it was a kind of a lowish ceiling but she had this old strip light on the ceiling, not stri- like a neon light. And it, I, a lot of my photos are under that light. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and,
0: and so I'm really directional to, with a lot of fall off.
1: Yeah. And I tried to, I have a spare room that I got a painter and he painted the entire thing black. So the ceiling and all the walls, and I got the neon light put up and that's where I do some portraits and stuff Great. sometimes. Yeah. Obviously it's, <laughs> you know, I have like family portraits. I've done my nieces and some or stuff. It's very different to other people's family because it's like, holy shit. Those kids are freak, freaking me out, you know, but it's just, do you yeah.
0: introduce any smoke bombs into those family? Portraits? I ha- well
1: some, yeah, I've used my nieces a fair amount. Um, there's a few photos of my niece, Jeanne, uh, where she's just like messing around in the black room. And there's one that's actually a bit like where she's got her arms out and all her cage is shown and everything but it's just such a great I love that photo of her you know it's just such so unusual yeah to see children in this because usually you see children you know they've been dressed out, up by their parents in their Sunday best and on a white background a white background the white and, t-shirt and yeah, blue jeans yeah yeah I know so I've got some lovely um, portraits of my sister when she was pregnant with her first child who's there and just some lovely, you know.
0: Unique. Yeah. Like, like just not. Yeah. They're not
1: the regular. And I, I like that. And it's so easy because we just go into my, I call it my room of doom. So it's my entirely <laughs> black room. And turn the light on and take the photo and you're done. You're practically done. You need maybe like help it along a little bit. Yeah. And it's just works great. And it's not a, you know, I bought it for like a few quid at up in home base and, and, um, I've never used um, photography lighting. Yeah, do you know what I mean with the the boxes and everything? And just all practical lights. Oh yeah, I, I like as long as they are day daylight. Balanced. They work for me. Yeah. yeah, there's no orange or red. I'm not saying orange like warm tones can be wonderful as well, but just for me, I just love the I just love light neutrality like the, the blue. The cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's so many ways of doing things with not much, you know. I think once you've got a lot of people think they need all the gear and you know and all the and they spend money. I mean, I have a friend who she's actually done these two um, pieces and she's analog and she's got this old beaten up analog camera and she's amazing. She's exhibited worldwide and and she spends no money great well wow. only on developing or you know the chemicals she uses and everything but it's often i don't really if i see a photo i never ask what camera did you shoot that on or do you know what i mean i know what you mean <laughs> i just it's they're just a means to an end yeah. like you oh, know yeah. yeah yeah that's uh yeah
0: i mean they help they help to get a look that you yes. might specifically be looking for. Of course, yeah. Like, I, I have a, an old 4x5, an old Graflex 4x5 camera, yeah. sheet film camera. Yeah. It's 80 years old. Wow. But I have a modern lens.
1: Yeah. That I yeah. use
0: on it. Mm. And I shoot callotypes on it. Like yeah. Paper, mm-hmm. paper negatives kind yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I could shoot that digitally. Yes. And reproduce it in Photoshop. But, but it's,
1: it would still. But be you lacking. lose you yeah. lose
0: that that chance of the mistakes, yeah, the happenings. Oh yeah, that that are going to happen when you process yeah. that
1: film and mm-hmm. so. I would. Lo- I I my brother actually recently bought me um a film camera because he's always because he's done a lot of film photography and uh, I don't know I have this weird kind of like it's weird like uh, I think I'm just not into it you know I'm not into the process, but then again, I've tried once, he showed me how to to do the whole thing. Yeah, process film and stuff. Yeah, and he's like, you have the perfect bathroom, because I have a bathroom with no window. Um, I think the chemicals scare me a bit as well. It's like, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll actually get past the wall and start shooting film, because... I mean, processing film,
0: it is quite easy.
1: I know, yeah.
0: I mean, it's really... I mean, especially for, for something that, that you shoot and that I shoot for yes. myself, yeah. where I'm the only person that needs to, to make judgment on it. Yes. And if I process this for seven minutes or mm-hmm. if I process it for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter to me yeah. if it's mm-hmm. if it's over-processed or under yeah. I'm just happy to see that image yeah. and to, to feel that magic yes. you know, when it comes out of the fix and mm-hmm. I can actually turn the light back on and I look at it and I go... Oh man, look mm. at how cool that is. Like that. Yeah. You know, it, the exposure fell off on the top right corner and it,
1: you know, yeah. there's a
0: light leak here. Yes. And, but to be so stagnant and stuck into that digital thing, I mean,
1: yeah. that's,
0: for, for me personally, that's been a real problem mm-hmm. in the past 10 years, well, 12 years since I've moved here. Right. Mm-hmm. Not having a dark room. Well, not that yeah. I had a dark room in LA, but. Mm-hmm. You know, you just had labs, you had film yeah. labs everywhere in LA, yeah. and you mm. can just, and you the can killer. talk to the guy who's going to process your film, and mm. but here, I was working at a Belfast expose for a while, mm-hmm. you know, out of their darkroom and stuff, and just coming in in town, into town, yeah. to, you know, run a couple. It's not like of having it at home. Yeah. Yeah. So I just recently last year I got a little daylight processing tank for myself right. for okay. doing sheet film. Yeah. And it just makes the world a difference. Just yeah. to, like, to do it whenever you yeah, just you want. Know, 10 feel o'clock like comes around, 10 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. turn off all the lights yeah. in the office and mm. load the film
1: up and turn the yeah. lights back on, start so Is there not calls. anywhere in the farm that you could maybe have a little dark room? Have a little room? dark room on <laughs> <laughs> There's just animals that like, yeah, no, set up residence <laughs> in all the rooms. <laughs> there's everywhere. <yeah.
0: laughs> no, we're always cordoning off. New corners of buildings for yeah new, for the animals new, that come well, in. new projects or yeah. We gotta store stuff. So winter's yeah. coming, so we gotta load up on this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'd love to have a dark room again. I say mm-hmm. I'm say, saying that now. I think back to the nineties mm-hmm. when I used to spend like fourteen hours a day in a dark room. Oh god, yeah. And you'd come out at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And you just be so antisocial yeah. and you just don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Like, and you, <laughs> you've you been constantly breathing fumes all day and you just, and you come out, you know, and you might have three good prints yeah. that you're happy with. Uh huh. I was glad to see it go in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think I want to come back to it again.
1: Yeah. So you probably will. I hope. Yeah. Try. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I need to. I always think, right? I need to go to a little class, little like film development class or something, and just you know, yeah. Have
0: you ever tried any uh, wet plate stuff? No. You know they have a. Because I think plate. he sent me
1: a link to an event or something, and there was a it was wet. Plates. Yeah,
0: there's a yeah. there's a girl from the south that comes up.
1: To, oh right, to do okay. it. yeah, and does a workshop.
0: Yeah, and it, I mean for the money, you get you get at least four plates yeah. out of the day.
1: That would be cool. I and should do
0: that. Mm. It's a really cool process, mm. and it's and, you know there's a lot of work involved in preparing mm. the chemicals but yeah. she prepares all the chemicals beforehand oh, so really right. all you're doing is you're coating a
1: plate right okay exposing the plate <laughs> processing the plate and there are uh, people there to photograph or are you just well you just- can
0: bring your own people to photograph right? Or- Okay. Or your own little props. Yeah. Like we were doing little set st- uh, still yeah. lifes and stuff.
1: Right, cool. Yeah, I should do that. I mean, yeah, I haven't had much opportunity. Well, I have, but I've actually, um, my mother passed away in the summer. Sorry, this conversation's taking a turn, but um, she passed away in the summer and I cared for her for like five, six years. So my life was like 50% mm. caring for her and then whatever creative... Things I could do, or yeah. had the time to do, and the headspace to do. Yeah. Um. So now, now that I have my full headspace, I'm like, you know, I have so much more time now to to do more things. Yeah.
0: What's what's top on your list?
1: Making another film. Yeah. You have a script. I have several short film scripts, but okay. I another thing I've been. I was talking to my friend about this. I need to stop. <laughs> I'm such a harsh crit- critique of myself, but to the point, I think, where it's stopping me doing something sometimes, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I have so much work. that I've I mean, never you've got two under your
0: belt so far. Two great yeah, ones. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know, it's just when it's it, the script, it's just the scripts and it's like, is, you know, it's like, is this idea resonating enough? Is it, you know, especially a short film, because a short film should really be, the idea, it's should be very simple, but resonate on a bigger scale, if you like. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, stigma for me was more like a fable, nearly like a religious kind of fable or something, you know, with a yeah. moral to it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's just, yeah, I have scripts, but I just, I'm like, not good enough. Not, do you know what I mean? Like, I just, So you must have one at the top of the pile, though, that you <laughs> Yeah, I mean yeah well sort of I think I just yeah um there's some short film calls coming like pretty soon so it's either either the great idea is gonna hit or I'm gonna go ahead and do one of the scripts that I have that potentially could be good but yeah I'm like I have this thing that ideas and concepts and stuff you don't really have complete control on them they're sort of come to you know it's sort of like they visit you or something this sounds really witchy or something but but you know the ideas kind of are a different entity nearly you Mm -hmm. know and they sort of come to you and when one comes you just know when it's right you know and you're just you just you want it done yesterday sort of thing you know but that may be a bit too like you know la la (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I, I see where you're going. I mean, I think, I think if, if even those things come to you and you can get them down on paper, yeah, I mean, that's more than half the way there. True.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, there's so many times, yeah, I, I, I'm horrible at it. I have ideas all the time and I can, mm-hmm. I always promise myself I've got a notebook in the car. Mm-hmm. I've got probably five or six in my office. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's probably only four project ideas. in, yeah. in, in all of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
0: I mean, if you've got a pile of scripts,
1: you're, I know. You're yeah,
0: golden.
1: yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's the the harsh critic in me needs to kind of chill out a little bit and just you know you just need to, and, yeah, you just take the leap of faith sometimes and. You know that's what short films are there for. They're Do you for, think the
0: next one's going to be as big as the last one in in the way of
1: crew and, you, and? Well, I would like to have a smaller crew. Go back to a pollen sort of. But you see, the problem is, you know, if you want funding, because pollen cost me maybe like five hundred quid to make. You know, it was yeah. It was buying all that pink powder was probably the most expensive thing. You know, um, but. Um, yeah, if you are... You got
0: the next one funded, though, right?
1: Yes, so it was funded by ice Screen.
0: Was that difficult to do?
1: Um, it was difficult in the sense that I had a script, and then I went into this scheme where you work with a script editor for a while. But the script editor, she was lovely, and she knew her stuff. She has TV background. But I think my idea was too out there or something, you know? So I don't think she truly got into because it's such a visual yeah. piece as well that I think. So it was hard because I think they wanted to simplify the script and it was simplified when I got the money, but then I reverted back to my original. <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> so I think that's the, the catch. It, it's kind of like you have to write a script because the script is essentially a manual of how to make your yeah. film happen. So if this manual is a bit more user friendly to funders and stuff, you know, it's worth kind of maybe adapting the script to meet their needs. I'm trying to be very polite. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you do your thing and hope for the best, you know, that's, that's the hard has, part.
0: Has anybody ever come back to you after like a final edit and,
1: Mean, well, any no, sort of well, so when I reverted, about it, well, I actually reverted back to my because when I did this process of the script editor, it was helpful because it got you into the story, the storytelling mindset, right? So, and how a film, you know, with character and development and the acts, it's all very like first act, all this stuff. Mm. So, for instance, the script I got the money for didn't have the confessions in it. So it was very... It started...
0: Sorry, the script so, that you originally wrote didn't have the confessions? No, it
1: did. It did. Oh, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the script I originally wrote was the confessions and these kind of uh, flashbacks, and it wasn't linear at all. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. went back and forward, and and it was just to get the sense of a community, really. And the script I got the money for didn't have the confessions. It was very linear. Like, it just wasn't really what I wanted to film. Yeah. So I went in and I kind of showed them what I wanted to film. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So it's these funding schemes are to tick boxes sometimes, you know, that sometimes you don't feel like they have a complete grasp on what you're doing. You know, they kind of say yes, and then you can do whatever, as long as it's not completely different. Yeah. But, yeah, it's – so I, you know, I've been told, you know, your next short, you know, you really – this is before I got the the prize in Cork or any of – the festivals, you know, I've been told. You know, the next film, the penny has to drop. You know, I the story you have to tell a story. But for me, stigma tells a story. You know, that there is. I know there is a it story. It all tells here. a story. I mean, Colin yeah. tells a story. Yeah, just I know. Read into it. Yeah. So, and I like the fact that you know an audience can take what they want from it as well so you're up again i don't want to slag it no no up, i, I but, see where you're going like yeah
0: everything doesn't have to be a hollywood movie like it doesn't have to have a beginning a middle and an end no. it can have
1: an end and yeah. a beginning and i know exactly. the middle. it's sort of like i look at it this way you know life doesn't really have tied up stories Do you know life doesn't so make rarely. sense there's rarely a story with a, a bit, beginning, a middle, and an end, you know, unless it's birth and death or something. But it, what it is, it's like a whole load of situations. Like there's a situation that creates emotions, and it's how to kind of translate that on. I
0: mean, you know, you've probably imagined a script mm. as being, I've done it, just even a day in the life. Yeah, of, exactly. And, and yeah. And, and again, yeah, okay, beginning, middle, end. Mm-hmm. But, but I can end it at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, I know. And, and like, it'll still be interesting. Yeah. And if you're a good storyteller, if, mm-hmm. you're, if you have a good vision, yeah. it'll hold the viewer yeah. straight through. I Just, think so. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, you are kind of up against... Because at the end of the day, um, the way it all works at the moment is, you know, people want filmmakers to make money, You know, and what makes money is you know things that are very bland and accessible. Yeah, accessible. People maybe don't want to go and see a film and then have to think about it. Exactly. They don't want to go. What was that about? What does that mean? And you know, people want to go and see a film because they're sick of their job or they're in a bad marriage or you know what I mean.
0: (laughs) But it's to hit that that audience. That wants to think.
1: Yeah. That yeah.
0: wants to be challenged.
1: And I think they are there. Yeah,
0: yeah. definitely. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I would like David Lynch or Will yeah. Ferrell. Yeah. You know, cinema A has David Lynch. Yeah. Cinema B has Will Ferrell. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll be going to David Lynch. Uh, yeah. Every, yeah. You know, I, I know. want to think. I want to be, you know, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. it's a Friday night and I've had a bad week and I'm done. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll go to, to Will Ferrell, yeah. you know, and turn know. my brain off and just watch a bunch of pretty yeah. pictures. Yeah, of
1: course. I think it shows at the moment, you know, there's so many remakes and there's so many, you know, and I'm talking about, it, you know, films are being screened in the main, in the big cinemas, you know. Uh, I just get a sense that funders are not really taking that big a chance on direct, on visions, you know, on cinema the way yeah. it sort of should be, you know. So it's a hard, it's hard. You have to, when Stigma tried to balance out I've made it the way I wanted but I've weaved I thought I'd weave a story in it and a lot of people do see that but yeah I've been told you know the next one you have to to really tell a story so it's kind of like right do you know what I mean yeah How about I show you a whole bunch of
0: pretty pictures and then create an ending?
1: Yeah, a nice and, ending. Yeah, just an
0: ending. And yeah. You, you don't know where the beginning went. Yeah. It can go up and down and all over the place, but then you'll just see an absolute <laughs> yeah. finite end to it. There
1: you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's difficult. You know, once you get into the funding world where you're getting money from people, yeah. it's difficult to gain their trust.
0: What yeah. sort of budgets are you looking at? Are you looking at 5,000?
1: Stigma was ten to twelve thousand. So yeah, it would be kind of a and for another short, you'd sort of be getting that, and then you can fundraise on your own or put a bit of your own money into it. Mm -hmm. Um, Are
0: you happy with your production value on Stigma? You happy where it landed?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I did a lot of it. Uh, I am just finding it hard to delegate, so I did a lot of it. You know, finding locations and costumes, finding the extras, all that. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with, it, with the way it all kind of panned out. So, could you know,
0: could you have done any
1: better? Or yeah, kind of, could it?
0: Well, I, w- I wouldn't say better, <coughs> but could it have been something different with more money?
1: Um. Or do you no. feel it
0: really came together uh, with that sort of budget? Yeah. It a cast. So. And,
1: yeah. I think really sometimes it's nice to actually have limitations as well, you know because uh, if you started introducing like a crane shot or do yeah, you know what I mean yeah. like it's nice to have it's to have that buzz Simple. that, yeah you're you're doing something of quality but you, the limitations are are there you know you can't go crazy so it, yeah it stays on earth sort of thing you know yeah. yeah but it would be nice obviously I mean I'd love to make a feature one day and I know that features, first time features are, are are funded and it is a limited budget as well so I just can't imagine if you had like you know millions of pounds to make a film it's like you know sometimes like I love like a good producer yeah yeah <laughs> keep me in line <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cringe. yeah yeah it's just I think it's really what you do it's a similar thing to good photography you know it's the camera you're using isn't always going to exactly, affect exactly. their final results you know yeah. so um I mean I love sort of Vin Vendor's films and small he has skeleton crews and stuff as well oh flashing yeah
0: somebody in Leeds
1: oh that that may be like are you using like a delivery company or something because Leeds people ring sometimes with UPS and stuff like that Oh, is that? They have their office, unless you're expecting something delivered. Mm. Oh, well. Too bad. They'll ring back. No. <laughs> yeah. We have a locked gate. Oh, yeah. So yeah. They oh, usually okay. end up calling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: If I mean, we get deliveries every day, every day, every day.
1: For the business? For well, Lucy's for, trust. for Lucy's Trust. Yeah. Yeah. So the,
0: Everybody knows to just leave it, but. Right, okay. The maybe, maybe there's a new guy. A new
1: delivery guy, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe it's my chemicals from Ilford.
1: Oh, maybe.
0: Maybe. you
1: well. yeah. Yeah. So where were we? At? So, yeah, the budget. oh, budgets. Budgets, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I think. Um,
0: I'm so, would you be happy with project number three being in that range, I do you think? I think so, there? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, it's also, you know, uh, that's a, an element that comes in with the script writing. Is you sort of, you have this idea that could, you know, and you write it down. the The, the finance but the practicalities and budget shouldn't really be coming into your head at that stage, and then you go and like see the reality of making that idea with that budget. And sometimes it can serve your film quite well. Do you work with your producer on that on figuring out? No, no. I just sort of know. Do you know a short stage? I think make pro- pro- I mean, it takes years to get a feature off the ground, anyway. So I haven't even been through that. But on a short for a short film, you no. Know, I sort of know. I think also basically it comes down to if you have a short film and you've got like I don't know, like ten different locations, and but yeah, it's just that's just going to cost you a lot of money to yeah. get the people Moving to those around, locations yeah. and you know stuff it's just stuff like that really to make it as practical as possible for for it to be filmed in yeah two or three days you know yeah and it not to be too stressful as well yeah
0: so so while you're while you're writing scripts and thinking about your next motion project do you do stills
1: you like is that a continual thing i haven't really been doing photography for the last couple of years really really yeah i've sort of like it's been on the back burner since pollen actually really yeah 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 i know i do plan on Do you miss it well i think like i just got to a point where it was like i sort of felt like i wanted to do bigger things so I, you know, with the photography, I was like, right, I either need to get more help to create the ideas I want to do, and then I'm sort of like, why not make these ideas into, you know, a short film? I got to that turning point. Really? Yeah. This is not to say I would never go back to photography, you know, to, to photographing and stuff. So do you see your stills? Is that the way you visualize
0: them, As A potential story in every sort of scenario or project that you do for um, sales?
1: I didn't really think about that beforehand. I am a a bit weird with my... When I was doing photography, I would get an idea, a visual idea, like a frame, Mm -hmm. and I'd go off and do it. But then I realized after people talking to me about my photography, they're like, yeah, I can build a story around this image or right? this is, feels like it's part of a, a story or something. Did you ever feel that way? <coughs> no. Did
0: you call start calling your characters by name?
1: And- no, I just went off and did whatever was in my head. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I think that's interesting as well Photography, you know, or any artistic uh, venture is um, you go off and do it. You don't really know why you're doing it or what it's going to represent, you know, once it's been done. Uh, but then it's interesting to look back and to think, what are what is this work? You know, what is it saying about me or what's it trying to do, you know? And it is true that with some a lot of my photos, they do seem like maybe like a turning point of a story or, do you know what I mean? Obviously all very fantastical kind yeah. of. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think artists, you know, they don't always you know what they're doing. You know, you just get an urge to... You know, I don't think artists are extremely intelligent, but what they may be is slightly touched. You know, sometimes <laughs> you feel like you're doing something, but you don't really know why. Or you know, I'm not saying everyone is like that. because obviously, there's people that are activists or you know, journalist, or they're trying to say something. Yeah. But you know, I feel like I when I'm I'm just going and doing this thing. I don't really know why. You know.
0: So, when it comes to you doing an exhibition mm. and having to write that little, I hate writing about two hundred word essay yeah. or four hundred yeah. word essay about your work. Yeah. How how do you go about that? Do you do? You, is, I actually is a yeah. lot of it true feelings, or is a lot of it just sort of I need to explain something to a layman?
1: Well, what do you mean, like?
0: Uh, well, you know, like how much of it is is a, is a real inner truth about your work? Do you like do you try to explain that down in words or do you well, just I, let yeah. them interpret it? Give, give them a real sort of base yeah. in the words and a little just Well yeah,
1: well I um I think it's uh not always the artist that knows what it is yeah. until more people come in and talk about the picture or whatever I had I seen a shrink for a while and he was like I really want to see your work and he's like yeah I'm learning a lot about you through these photographs and I was like right um and he was like yes yeah, I think sometimes it's you're 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 doing work that's maybe like casting light on parts of yourself that you don't really want to talk about do you know what I mean Oh, here's Baba. That's a big cat. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, because a lot of my photos, there's like entrapment and people drowning and they're on their own in the wilderness. And do you know what I mean? Like. And I suppose that is saying something. It's all ultimately coming from you, you know. So it's saying something about, yeah, your visions, your idea, of your place How in you the world. How do you feel about putting that
0: into words, though? Like, is that is that something that you feel you need to do to people? No, to I like- feel
1: like that's other people's roles. You know, that's yeah. uh, someone that, who loves writing about photography or who, do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't particularly... <laughs> feel like I want to write about what I've done. It's it's done, it's got out and then mm. that's what critics are coming in or art people or reading into the shrinks. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the same with the film stuff really, you know. It's like I don't see, there's not that po- much point kind of going on and on about it. It's like what has been the emotional response of an audience yeah. for instance is more important. Yeah, and How the they
0: piece. interpret it and, yeah. and how they read into it. Mm-hmm.
1: And that, for me, completes the film.
0: Yeah. If you like, you know. I think the worst thing would be to write a synopsis
1: of pollen. Yeah, and explain why I shot that. I know why I shot that. You know, I know. And we what, come back to
0: the beginning, middle,
1: and end. Yeah, and like
0: it's all there. You I know. Just, just yeah. Just read into it. Just yeah. see Your own story.
1: Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people get it right. You know, you're like, yeah, that's what I was going on about. Um, I mean, pollen was a bit like kind okay, of like therapeutic ideas and but it's only afterwards that you're like ah that's why i did that that's how i am you yeah know? i know i should be more like yeah so i did this because of this and this is the concept and but <sighs> when i go to a museum i just look at the work i never read the spill or i just want to i want to react to that piece of work
0: Do you feel pollen was more of a personal work than stigma?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, um, stigma has stigma. The idea from stigma came to me um, from childhood, basically, because I was in this little village in France and there was a wine, an old abandoned wine press kind of building. And these two um, homeless people, a couple, um, squatted underneath in it, in this kind of... Uh, there was, like, a little basement, but it was kind of rubble, and they, they basically took up... They made it into their little home underneath wow. it. And a lot of the villagers were, like, didn't like it, you know, and and I, it scared me as well. Do you know, it, as I was younger, as an adolescent, but it scared me, and I didn't like it either. Mm-hmm. And everyone was talking about these two people, and it was kind of like the talk of the village, if you like. The only person who was actually, now that I think back, that was actually really good about it was my brother because he used to make a pot of stew and bring it to them. Wow. You know, and my mother would give them stew as well. I, I am uh, full of fear sometimes. So I was like, I don't like this. It's It scares me. What if they're drug addicts, whatever. So I was basically part of the villagers. But then they were moved by the police, you see. Mm-hmm. This is like after a month of them being there. So, and I just remember feeling really guilty about it, you know, and there was this topic wasn't there anymore. And I think a lot of the other villagers felt this sense of regret about how they'd gone about the whole thing. Yeah. And I think that's why I was trying to spark up in stigma is, um, you know, that's the, the world around you sometimes teaches you lessons. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Like a moral. And community yeah
0: how's the connection of the church and stigma the
1: church i think it was like
0: i don't want you to have to explain no you know, i'm
1: I, I, i'm uh not religious i'm s- spiritual i suppose but uh the religious element just came up of sort of you know the village did have a church um in france and it's just you know i suppose it's the all seeing eye of like a God, you know, who ultimately knows what the right thing is to do. Mm -hmm. And this church is sort of, they're tied into this religion and, and they're sort of not seeing the true meaning of it, which is, you know, accept everyone and include everyone. And yeah, it's just, you know, and also it's the Northern Irish thing as well that comes into it where, you know, the church has such a strong presence here and can stop people of doing de- the right, what they feel is the right thing to do, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah,
0: oh, So yeah.
1: that was that kind of element came into that. Pollen was, Pollen was just, um, I was in a relationship and I was just like, I'm a bit of a loner and I like my, I like alone time and I like solitude and I get a lot from it. And I think Pollen was sort of me going against this idea that um, you need to be part of a, uh, you know, a relationship. And then, you know, you have to have children and you have to, you know, and that was just me going, no, actually, I just really like my life the way it is, you know? Mm. Um, and yeah, so pollen was kind of like that, you know, like just sort of going against the norms and letting people in. But once you've actually found who you are and, you know, it's sort of like a little, Yeah. (laughs) Little
0: uh, reflecting on your life,
1: kinda, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you did you have the
0: same DOP on both projects? Yeah,
1: Connor Rotherham. Mm-hmm. So he's um, he's worked on so much um, as a camera operator, mm-hmm. part of the camera team. I think he started off as being a, a focus puller, and um, he's worked on you know on big stuff and small stuff, like mm-hmm. Game of Thrones and lots of short films. Um, and he wants to become kind of like a cinematographer. That's the goal. The good thing with Connor is um, he's very fast, mm-hmm. which I like because I hate kind of, you know, waiting about and taking t- a million takes and all that, you know, he's very fast. And also he really allows me to kind of put my stamp on it visually. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So he's his ego is such that he's like, yeah, I want to make this. I want to create this for you but I'll allow you to come in and really frame by frame tell me what you want you yeah. know, which is nice.
0: Yeah, I yeah. loved I love the look in stigma I mean, mm. going down the alleyway and stuff. Yeah. In the, the laundry
1: the, Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's so nice. Really nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. It's uh yeah, I'm quite proud of it now. Now that I've won a prize, I have that. to believe in myself more. I know. <laughs> Just throw it out there. I know. Move on
0: to the next yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. Stop being so torturous about it all. I know. I know.
0: Well, Helen, I really appreciate taking your time and talking about all this stuff.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's great to have a good chat about it all.
0: And, uh, Yeah. Good luck on project number three. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks again to Ellen Warner and join us again next time on Agitate.